Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I wanna encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello, and welcome everybody to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls. I'm super excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm very excited to have uh, this particular guest on today. I first met our guest, Mike Kim, at an at the, an empowered living uh, event in Orlando, uh, like 2019, I believe. No, early 2020. And what struck me about him, he was he was a, a featured uh, speaker at the event. And what struck me about Mike was uh, the authenticity. Um, what you you what what you see is what you get, and it was just it's so refreshing. Uh, he's uh, just an an amazing voice. He's a brand strategist for business thought leaders. Uh, for coaches, for authors that, that are looking to create impact uh, with their ideas and get their messages heard. He's worked with all kinds of, uh, all kinds of folks uh, all around the country and around the world. And uh, some names you, you'll probably recognize, such as John Maxwell, Donald Miller. Um, he, he's, Mike has been around. So with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Mike to share anything further that, that he would like you to know about him. Mike, go ahead. Oh, well, Todd, I'm so glad to be here. Uh, those of you tuning in, I'm glad to be here with you today. I hope to add some value today uh, to everybody. But Todd, thank you for the warm welcome. I'm just, a, I, I just feel like I'm a regular guy who works hard and has learned some things along the way. Uh, you know, you talk about why not me? And at some point, I started to ask myself that question and then try to do something about it. And so, um, everything that has has led me to this point in life has just been a series of small and sometimes big risks and trying to choose myself not in an arrogant way but in a way where i ask myself can i serve people can i help people where they're at um and i do that through personal branding through marketing through helping people share their message with the world um and i help good people <laughs> i try to help people who have have great messages and they have great hearts and sometimes they struggle with the marketing or the messaging side of things uh, that's really who I choose to work with and so I've been blessed to work with some of the folks that you've mentioned um, but where I really find my joy is helping people just get started and get their message out there because I know what can happen if you start to put one foot in front of the other uh, I know how it can transform a life so yeah I'm just ha happy to be here brother cool 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 so you mentioned uh, just the, and in your journey, there've been risks, some big, some small. How do you mentally just, how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you step into that over it, around it, whatever? Yeah, <clears throat> with risks, um, I would say that I've never really taken completely reckless 
risks. I've always taken calculated risks. And I use, I try to, this is a great question because no one has really asked me this. So I'm, I'm just kind of feeding off the top of my head. But I, I, I calculate my risks and I use the way that I know I'm wired to my advantage. So for example, I am not just this typical gunslinger who just goes out there and just do, 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 and, and, you know, uh, jumps off buildings and stuff like this. Right. Uh, I need a certain measure of safety and I need a certain measure of knowing what I'm going to do and potentially going to do and think it through. So for example, when I was transitioning out of my day job, I was working as the chief marketing officer for this company. And I was looking at transitioning to run my own coaching and consulting business full time. This was a big challenge because I was married at the time. I was making six figures at work. Uh, I had a really good title at work. I was very well respected there. And I couldn't just leap <laughs> from one thing to the other. So I realized that the way I was wired, if I was making you know $5,000 a month, on my side hustle, then I felt like I could make that transition. Now, here's the thing, making $5,000 a month on the side when you have a 60 hour a week job is not really easy. I didn't, I didn't know how to do that, right? I just, I just didn't really, like, was I gonna take a $5,000 writing contract because I'm a, you know, I'm a writer. Um, am I gonna do that? Well, I'd have no time to do that right? Uh, outside of the margins of my day job. So what I did, Todd, was I, I broke this down. I said, okay, instead of $5,000 a month, can I make 10% of that on the side? Can I make $500 a month mm -hmm. on the side for three months in a row? Let, let me just start there. I'm not going to quit my job after three months, but let me just start there. And <clears throat> what that taught me was to focus on the right things. And what I mean by that is I realized I couldn't take $500 writing jobs. It didn't make any sense because it would take me 20 hours to do the job anyway. So why would I take a $500 contract, mm -hmm. right? And then I knew I couldn't speak at an event because first of all, no one knew who I was at the time. Secondly, they probably weren't going to pay me. And third, I had no products or books to sell at the back end of, this, of, of the room. And I would have had to use vacation days to go to speak at these events. So I actually cut speaking off from the list. So you can see what's happening. It's like actually making me focus. And what I did instead was I got really good at con creating content. I started to podcast. I started to blog. Um, this is something that I did year by year. 2013, it was the year of the blog. You know, and while I was working my day job. 2014, while I was working my day job, I started my podcast. And if you go back to my podcast, Brand You, you can actually see the episode where I talked to everybody about how I made the leap. Um, so I'd done that for two years. I'd been doing that for two years on the side. And as a result of doing that, I was able to make about $500 a month by selling some affiliate products like little, little uh, software programs or my email service provider that had an affiliate program that I was using to run my blog. Mm -hmm. And so I just started, Todd, to, you know, take these baby steps. That was important for me. That was the way that I was wired, right? So when we talk about risk, I was taking baby steps to uh, leverage my own internal wiring 
rather than just go jump off a building and build the airplane on the way down. There have been some times I've done that, but I've taken very measured risks. And year by year, uh, 2013, 2014, 2015, I added mastermind groups, which were easy to fill because I had two years of podcasts and blog content. I had an audience. And then in 2016, I launched my first online course. And 2017 was my first business event, which was filled by people who bought my course. You see how it's all stacking, Mm -hmm. right? And then 2018, uh, really, I started speaking. I started getting a lot of invitations because people saw a video of me from my own event. They saw me speaking. And I had been podcasting by that time for about four or five years. So people started to think, Mike can't be that bad at what he's doing. He's got a he's got a well-known podcast. He's got videos and pictures of him speaking on a stage, even though it was my event. <laughs> and I started to speak a lot more. Uh, 2019 was the year that I really started to do more video marketing. Because believe it or not, I hate being on video. I don't like doing it. Um, but I added that to the repertoire because now for five or six years, I've been doing those other things. 2020 was the year of, you know, coronavirus <laughs> and all that. And I, I had spent that year writing my book, You Are the Brand. And now this year is the year of promoting the book. And so all of these things, they look like, it looks like I'm do, I've done all this out of nowhere at once. But really, honestly, man, it was like a seven, eight year journey. And every year I just added something. And I think the key principle here when looking at risk for me has been success is sequential, not simultaneous. It takes time, but I systematically did things in a way that was wired towards the way I'm wired. So I hope that it's a long winded <laughs> answer, but I hope that sort of helps give everyone kind of a, a an outline of the journey that I had at least. Yeah, well, I hope so. So one thing that, that, that keeps coming to mind as I'm listening to you is know thyself. Um, because you recognize how you are wired and rather than fight against that or try and like you figure out how to work within those parameters, like, okay, this, this is what's going to work. Um, and, and then, yeah, you started with, with one thing and, and stacked the the analogy and a friend of mine shared this with me. Uh, he talked about, um, if if you've ever seen somebody spin plates, they start with one. And once that's going, then the, then they add the next. And he shared that with me because I had about four plates. I was trying to get them all spinning mm-hmm. at once. He was like, "Hey, have you ever have you ever seen a plate spinner do this?" Um, so as, I love that. I love that. As how did you figure out? And and maybe not how you did, but what would you tell somebody else? How do they figure out what skills and experiences they might use? So for you, you are a writer, right? And 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 you do this process of almost. Sound like a process of elimination. You got focused on what you could use to start generating um, this five hundred dollars a month. So, what's the best way to figure out skills and experiences that somebody else might use for their business? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Um, what I did early on was uh, I was very frustrated. You know, I was very frustrated because when I started out in the coaching and consulting business, I was looking at all these people who maybe. You know, this is the way fo- some folks look at me today. They're like, oh, well, he's got everything, all this stuff. That, and they don't realize it's eight years of stuff that's skill stacked, right? One on top of the other. So when I started out, and this is when I was still working my my day job, I started to write down everything I did at work, like everything. And even in my previous job, previously, I worked at a church as their music director. 
which involved a lot of soft skills. I had to recruit volunteers and we weren't paying anybody. I had to get all these volunteers together, creative people. Um, and so I just started writing down everything I'd done at that job, everything I'd done at my marketing job. And so Todd, I write down, well, you know, I, I led team meetings. Okay. I recruited volunteers. Okay. Uh, I wrote, you know, sales and marketing content. Okay. I held conferences. You know, we did this at the church. Um, I spoke at church and at seminars for work. You know, we did a lot of out in the public mm -hmm. events and I just, I just looked at this list one day and I actually still have this in my journal. I took my pen and I don't know what inspired it may, may have been, you know, uh, the big man upstairs. Right. And I just started to cross out the end of every sentence that was, had to do with where I was working. I just saw, I spoke, I taught, I hosted conferences, I led volunteers, I led meetings. And I looked at that thing, dude, and it was like, I saw myself for the first time. Huh. You know, even I, I picked up speakers, you know, at the airports, um, you know, when I was working at the church, I facilitated those kinds of meetings, right? It, it, there's, I, I uh, sat in on meetings with uh, the CEO and the the president of the company. I would sit in high level meetings with people who are working in the church that I was working at and other other organizations. And all of this like came back to me. I'm oversimplifying. It was a long mm -hmm. list. I really went at it, and I realized I'm a teacher. I'm a speaker. I'm a conference host. I'm a mentor. I'm a coach. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm a performer. I, I saw all of these things jumping back at me and people don't realize how much actually goes into a job that's not on your job description. Mm -hmm. And so I started to see myself first, whereas most of us, when we're in that situation, see ourselves second because we see our job and the organization we work for first. And I realized these are really valuable skills. Like people sometimes ask, how do you group coach people so well? I'm like, I've done it all my life. When I was working at church, I was, I was leading these meetings with a bunch of ragtag volunteers trying to put together music every week for a really big organization. We had a big church. And I just realized there's a lot of skills there that I was on stage every single week, three times a week, mm -hmm. right? Three, four times a week. That's not normal for someone who's in corporate America mid-management. So I had all of these skills. And dude, I just saw that and I crossed those things out and it jumped out at me. And I was like, I have some skills. I have some experiences that are valuable. Let me see which one I can maximize or which one I want to focus on. And of course, just a few minutes ago, I, I alluded to that. I, I could speak. I felt confident that I could speak in a business space, but I didn't know what I was going to say, number one. And number two, it didn't fit my life at the time. There's no way I could, I could use those vacation days. You know, my ex-wife would have killed me back then, right? All right. And uh, she would have been like, what? You're going to do what? You're going to use our vacation days for what? And, um, so I had to, I had to channel it through different ways. I had to write, I had to blog, I had to podcast. I did this. I scratched the speaking itch through what you and I do today by podcast. Yeah. And I did that for years. Yeah. It was the right decision. It really was. That's fantastic. And what a great, 
what a great lesson. Um, you know, as I'm listening to you and I think back to, to my journey, um, whether it was when I was, you know, whether it was when I was waiting tables or working, you know, working construction, uh, you know, in your case, you were a worship leader at a church and that could have been it, but you took the time to say, what, what, it, what all is that speaker teacher? Uh, it all of a sudden it becomes this list of amazing things. And, and how many of us, how, and how many people listening, perhaps we've got this, um, we've got this square peg in the square hole because that's our job instead of like mm. opening that up and lit, listing it out. What's that's, that's awesome. It's a why not me moment, right? It really <laughs> is. It's like, when I saw that, I was like, wait, I've got a lot to offer the world. Um, but I've got to start with changing the story I'm telling myself. And, you know, I'm, I'm working, I work in branding. Uh, it's what the book's about. It's what my career has been about. And branding, sometimes the first person you need to rebrand is yourself. And that's what that exercise helped me do. It really did. Um, I just need to make a quick note here for myself for later. Rebrand yourself. <laughs> and that's why I call the book You Are the Brand. <laughs> it's because, you know, you've got to tell yourself the right stories first. Um and it's it's really a journey through a lot of the principles that I'm sharing right here. So, yeah, it, it was it was a crazy time, man. Um, but it was a really really formative time. And that's what I would say to anyone who feels like they're going through this process right now. For many years, Todd, I felt like, you know, I was in a cocoon, hmm. and slowly trying to change, slowly changing the thing, questioning everything that I had, I learned. Um, I'm realizing now in my early 40s that life is just, it's not about just learning. It's unlearning a lot of things. And then it's relearning a lot of things. And it's just that cycle of learn, unlearn, relearn, and whatever way that comes to you, um, that helps you really get to that point when you start to say, wait, hold on, I, I've, I've gone through a lot. Why not me? Yeah. Like, there, there's some stuff here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that reframing um is so key we look in the we look in the mirror and we see well we see that what well, our image of ourselves but it's it's really not our image it's the image that's been put on us by by our past by our stumbling blocks by our perceived i say perceived mm -hmm. by our perceived failures and what you know what our older siblings may have said to us or the kid at school or our teachers right and that's who we see in the mirror instead of um well instead of seeing who god sees and all the potential that that is in there through those same experiences, it's just everything that can be drawn out of them and used to open up the world rather than to keep you closed in. And that the cocoon analogy is is golden. Yeah. So you've you know we, we talked about you're a podcaster, um, you do you do marketing, you're a writer, but now we're 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 adding author. You're adding author. Uh, officially to the list, right? Is this is this your first book? Awesome. Yeah, it's my first book. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, yeah. And when's it when's it released? So the book uh, release date is July thirteenth, and it'll be available everywhere, Amazon, um, all the places, uh, and people can go to youarethebrandbook dot com, and there's some special packages that. Uh, th that are there for bulk orders and some pretty cool bonuses uh, that I've offered up. 
that include, you know, one-on-one coaching or some sort of consulting arrangement for half a day uh, for bigger bulk orders. And I've worked this out and this is, thank you for opening that door, Todd. Uh, One of the things that I'm working on uh, is to do a partnership with one of the charities that I support, Love 146, which provides care for children that have been rescued out of the sex trade. Mm. And so, um, you know, I want my business to be more than just sharing my ideas and sharing frameworks and even sharing my experiences. It's really to connect uh, my business to, you know, real people who are who are making the world a better place uh, that need money. I often say business is nothing more than solving a problem for a profit. But here's the thing. There are some problems in the world that are not profitable to solve. And that's why we need nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And so I want my business to feed into helping some of these causes. And uh, the founder, Rob, is a friend of mine. There's their CEO, Steve, longtime friend of mine. And uh, I've seen what they do and, and they do really, really good work. But if you're interested in looking at bulk orders and some of the bonuses we have, you can go to youarethebrandbook.com. Cool. So as you talk about having nonprofits and there's some problems that, yeah, they, they, they take resources. And I just want to mention, you know, when we talk about the why not me, the seeking and embracing success part of this equation, um, with, without entrepreneurs and business people that are experiencing success, those nonprofits don't get the funding that, that they need. Um, and so, and, and I'm just part of my, part of my struggle is this mindset around money and, um, Mm. and being okay with it. And, you know, and as I've researched it and and come to terms, come to terms with it over the years, it's, if that's my calling, it's important because that's what funds every, that's what funds these necessary projects. That's what makes the, makes the world go round when it's um, stewarded appropriately. Absolutely. And, you know, I love the title. I I love the the concept of, of your podcast. It's why not me? You know, um, I, one of the things that I've, I've really looked at, I mentioned Rob and Steve, you know, from Love 146 that I got to know. And one of the big concepts I talk about uh, in the book is that uh, it's, it's finding partners and that relationships are rocket ships. And we need each other. We need each other. There are no lone rangers in this, in this business. And there's, no, there's really no lone rangers in this world. Try as you might, you still need someone to pick up your trash. You know, you still need someone, you, you still need the people to work at Amazon to mail you your stuff, right? And one of the concepts that have has been really, really important to me is this idea of, you know, you partner up, you collaborate across, and you mentor around. And that visual has always really helped me understand what I'm doing with the people who I get to meet or come my way. For some of the people I meet, they are a partner up. Like I need them. They have something that I, I I don't have. They they have access to places that I cannot go. And so when I want to partner with them, I'm really looking to serve them in a way that allows me to partner with them and and help me have a hand up or gain more access or gain influence. Um, there are folks where I collaborate across, Todd. These are friends of mine. These are peers. These are people who I've grown up in entrepreneurship with. 
you know, have you ever like met somebody that you went to school or church with? Like, and you know, it's like, it just have this long history mm -hmm. and there's like this special camaraderie, right. With people who grew up together that came up together. And now you're here five, 10, 15, 20 years later, one of my best friends, Henry, I tell everybody, we've known each other since we were 11 and people like there's a special bond there. And so when I look at some of the folks that I part, uh, like I collaborate with, excuse me, I collaborate with in business, uh, these are folks that I've grown up with. You know, they've gone on to do some incredible things. I've done some cool things and they've done some cool things. And we part, we collaborate together because there's this camaraderie. And yet there are these folks who are students of mine, who are clients of mine, who follow my podcast or my blog or my courses, my programs, my masterminds. And they're around me. And my job is to mentor them. People who work with me, people who work for me, I'm trying to mentor them. Uh, one of the things, the first things I ever said to my, uh, uh, my uh, executive assistant, Chelsea Brinkley, and at the time, that's what her role was. I said, Chelsea, as soon as uh, the day comes where working for me impedes your dream of working for yourself is the day that you no longer work for me. Because I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get in your way of of you accomplishing what you really want. And that sounds like a crazy thing to say to somebody. And she's she's absolutely incredible. But I want to truly mentor those who come my way. And so partner I've collaborated across mentor mentor around has really always helped me. And it's why I I work with these kinds of organizations. And you know I would just say this. You know you don't you don't. So many people are scrambling, Todd, to to find a significant place in the world, right? They want to be significant. And I say, don't look for a significant place to serve. Make where you serve significant. Make the people who are already around you, who have already come to your party, the ones who are already listening to your podcast, stop focusing on who's not listening or who's not there. Start focusing on the people who are there and serve the heck out of them. You know, add a ton of value. And it's it, I've just tried to do that over the years. And after eight years of doing it, um, a lot of folks, you included, I'm so grateful, have just said, hey, we want to help you get your book out. We want to get the word out. Uh, of course, we're here for you. Thank you. You know, and I'm like super honored. So it's it's just a principle I've lived by. And those relationships are so important. They truly are. And you, you know, talking about being serving where you are and being significant there, I think is such a, um, I don't think it can be overstated the importance of that. We, um, we get in this comparison, you know, there's the, the comparison gap, I think is if, if we're using a Maxwell term, one of the gaps, but we look around and instead of focusing on the 80 wonderful things and 80 things that we could be doing right here to serve and make a difference and have impact uh, and influence, we're looking at the 20 things, you know, that, 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 aren't here um that that yeah it's just crazy and and i've seen it in relationships you know like you know you, you look at the 20 percent of, of whatever your your kid that you don't like instead of the 80 percent of the awesome wonderful things they are um and i yeah not that there's anything wrong with my 14 year old son 14 is a beautiful age uh, and i say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek but anyhow it's i think if we could all be more mindful just to just to Stop, like, like, look at where you're at. Where can you serve right now? Who's who's already in your circle and in the room and, and engage there? Um, 
But that's not to say, and, and you live this with Chelsea, that's not to say you can't grow that circle in time um, and have a plan for that. Just don't get so caught up in it that you fail to be effective where you're at. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, I like that. I, I, I like the comparison gap, but I actually think it's it's even worse. I call it the comparison trap. You know, and it, it is a trap. It's a cycle that people get into. Um, there's an author named uh, John Acuff. And years ago, I heard him say this. Uh, he said, it's critics math, Todd. It's exactly what you said, right? You can have a hundred people comment on a podcast or a Facebook post or something. 99 will be positive and you will focus on the one that is negative. Right. And it's like, that's critics math. Right. It's like, oh, you know, and, and the math is wrong. Ninety nine percent of people. I look at my podcast. I mean, I've, you know, five stars, but some people have left two stars. Some people have left three stars. And it's even easy for and they, of course, don't tell me why. They just click a thing on the thing. Um, but it's so easy for me to focus on that. And I'm just like, you know what, if if the majority of the people I'm serving say that I'm truly helping them, then I'm on the right path. I'm on the right path. Yes. And I'm, so why do it's, it's interesting that we do that. And I think we, we all probably have, have stumbled on that, like 99 out of a hundred and you look at the one and I'm just thinking back to, to high school, grade school, if we got 99 on a test, 99 of a hundred, like we're, we're dancing for a week. We're like, it's celebration time. Mm -hmm. uh, critics math. I'm a, yeah, that's so valuable. So everybody focus on the 99. That's, that's where your magic is. So the so back to the back to the book. I'm super excited for 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 when this comes out. Who's who's it for? Well, the book is really for uh, folks who are looking to build an expert business. And so what I mean by that is that you know there, obviously like you see a lot of people who are building thriving businesses around their personal brand. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by a personal brand that's a very very common term now. When I started my podcast, Brand View, like years ago. Nobody knew what I was talking about, right? Uh, very few people understood this term. And now people are starting to see this. And so I define a personal brand as your, as the identity that's built around your expertise, your ideas, your message, and your personality. We, all should, we actually all have a personal brand. It's called our reputation, <laughs> right? And so now in this, in this world that we're in, this idea economy, there are people who are creating some pretty significant impact and wonderful businesses through their personal brand. And yet a lot of folks are struggling to grow their business, to sustain their business. Um, and so the book is really about building a business around your personal brand. It's not a book about image. It's not a book about here's what you should say and here's how you should dress and here's how you should look on camera. It's about building a business around this ethereal thing called ideas and this ethereal thing called your personality, right? And so if you want to open a pizza shop, it's very clear how to build a business around a pizza shop, mm -hmm. right? You're selling a very, very tangible thing. But in my experience in working with some of the top thought leaders uh, in the world, John Maxwell, Donna Mill, you, you names a, a few of these folks. Um, the book walks people through the process of creating a compelling personal brand to build your business around. I also kind of unpack how this weird world of 
uh, marketing works, like marketing yourself, marketing your messages, you know, how it really works, and why like really the best strategy moving forward is just to simply tell the truth. Uh, it's funny, Todd. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's been trying to break into the coaching business. He's followed some of my work, uh, and he's married to one of my friends. So you know, this is a personal relationship. Um, and I grew up with his wife in church and all that stuff. And you know, he was, he's asking me a few questions, and I said, "Hey, brother, uh, you are skipping this whole stage of of truly being honest with where you are." Because he's not full-time, his coaching practice isn't thriving yet, but he's trying to put out a brand as if he is. And if he's this like, you know, expert at all these things, and it's not working because people can feel it. And I told him, I said, if you go back to my podcast early on, you will see the first 40 episodes, nearly a year of me just struggling and me just sharing what I'm learning. You know, I think my 10th episode was something like 10 things I've uh, I've learned from 10 episodes of podcast. And basically all I did was this is really hard, <laughs> but I'm going to keep going. And, you know, I want to I want to kind of end with this. You know, this is this is I, I'll go on record and say this and I won't name names. But. As I've gone through this book promotion and I've contacted people um about having me on their podcast, people who I knew had a podcast, right? From years ago, I went, I, of course, I don't just text them and say, can I be on your podcast? I'm, you know, relationships, right? A rocket mm-hmm. ship. So I go on iTunes and on Apple podcasts and I check to see if they're still doing their podcast. Todd, I cannot tell you how sad I was to see so many people just quit mm. on their podcast. You know, they had a good three-year run or a four-year run, and then they just stopped. And I can't even reach out to them. I can't say, hey, can can I come on your podcast? Uh, and then, you know, not and then realize they haven't done it for a year right. or two. And I'm just like, you know what? The thing that's kept me in the game is that I've stayed in the game. I've been podcasting since 2014. That's seven years. And outside of a six month break, when I went through a divorce and I told everybody I was going to take a short break, you know, because I was just in a personal funk, um, I told people, I told them the truth. I didn't, I wasn't transparent in the sense that I gave everybody all the gory details, but I was authentic. Yeah. I was honest. And that is the best strategy for building a personal brand. It's the best marketing strategy is to simply tell the truth. And so, that's what this book takes you through, how I've built my brand, how I've helped build brands for others. Uh, and I really do hope you guys will check it out. You are the brandbook.com. We're available everywhere. Cool. 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 Mike, that's that's awesome. Good words, good words to end on. I'm not even, I'm not gonna try and rephrase it or add to it. I'm just gonna say thank you so <laughs> so very much for 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 being here and contributing and for serving. Your heart to serve is just amazing. So greatly appreciate you. I will post um in the show notes, I'll put links um, to your website as well as uh, you are the brand book. Let me sure you say that right. You are the brand yep, that's right. Uh, so that those two ways are probably the best ways for people to to connect to get more of you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And if you're if you are a podcast listener because you're listening to us right now, uh, I've got a show called Brand You. 
I know that people typically listen to about six or seven shows a week and just give me a shot, go right over to the show. And if you're interested in uh, learning any more about what I do, uh, give me a shot and see if I can become one of your six or seven per week that you tune into outside of why not me, of course. Right? So stay tuned here and uh, yeah. And, and check out the show. So Todd, thank you so yeah. much for having me. Thanks so much, Mike. Hey everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We really truly appreciate you. We'll see you next time until then. What, whatever big dreams you have, whatever those amazing aspirations are, remember, you can. I believe in you. Until next time, peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble. Stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.